Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer, Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the Digital Workspace inner workings. So welcome, Freddie, to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. Uh, do you want to give us a bit of an introduction to who you are and how you got involved in the digital inclusion joining the DOTS uh, initiative? Okay, uh, Ryan, thanks for having me. I'm Freddie Quack, I'm Chief Technology Officer at Times Higher Education. So in my day job, I'm a sort of a tech um, leader and for many years I started in publishing. And the last six years, I have had the uh, opportunity to be in a number of different industries, yeah, from travel, loyalty, insurance, fintech, automotive, and now to higher education. So that's my background as an IT leader for many years. Uh, and how I get involved in this uh, joining the dots. Um, so uh, earlier this year, in January 2021, it started with a conversation with um, one of the IT leaders groups. And very quickly, it grew to nine of those communities that I'm part of, uh, speaking to you know at least uh, 60 leaders one to one, right? So those nine communities, if I may give them a shout out, yeah, you know, includes the UK IT leaders, Horizon CIO Network, uh, Seed, which is a charity, IT leaders charity, CIO Water Cooler, Hot Topics, Computing, Tech Monitor, charity IT leaders, and last but not least, uh, the BCS. So these nine tech communities represent 90,000 tech professionals, right? And, and Johnny the Dots is just a, a, a sort of a connected federation of communities and organizations who share the same vision and passion to address digital inclusion for all in the UK. Yeah, and it started um, last year in October when I was approached by Seed, you know, one of the, the charities. And they say, Freddie, could you help us to raise some, raise the profile, raise some money for three schools in an office, which is very, which is one of the most deprived part of the, the, the UK. And I say, of course. And everybody that I reach out to it, from social media to one to one chess, everybody says the same thing. Yeah, of course. But then when we started the campaign, we didn't really raise enough money. Oh, there is attention, but there's not enough to, to, to go far enough to, you know, and I'm not talking about big number, 150 laptops is not a lot, right? 150 devices. And this is where we started asking the question, but why? What is it that is difficult to solve this problem? And the more I talked with, uh, one obvious uh, response came back was, how do we help? Where do we start and how do we help? And this is why, you know, from speaking with one person, one community, to across my own community, which is now them, suddenly you realize that everybody sees the same issue, sees the same challenge, but nobody quite know how to take the second step. The first step is the, the easiest part, which by the way, uh, again, from this, this six weeks uh, study, we realized that everybody starts from the most obvious place. We think right, we donate some money, and we think the problem can be solved. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's much harder than that because you know raising money is not easy. And also trying to not solve this problem in a, a more holistic and systematic way doesn't go far enough either. It's like, you know, when you see somebody on the street and, and you, you throw them a few coins, it doesn't really help them, does it? Right? So I think as IT leaders, we've been brought up to be sort of strategic about thinking, breaking problems into small chunks to solve. You know, this is why we all rally together and say, surely there must be a better way, 
of looking at this problem and also a better way of solving this problem. No, you're 100% right. I mean, your analogy of, of the beggar on the street is so true. Um, I'm in Joburg at the moment and we've got a beggar that's nearby us that we, we see every day. We give him something every day. And but we're not solving his problem. And for every one that I see of him, there's hundreds, thousands. Yeah. Um, and they all want, you know, some of them don't want to work, but some of them do want to work, but there's not enough work to give them or they haven't got the skills. And, and I think this is kind of similar. How do you get someone into going back to the, the digital world? How do you skill them up? Um, and I think we've got to thank COVID to an extent. It has pushed people at the level up of knowledge of of you know, what was possible 10 years ago. Now everyone's comfortable that they can do a Teams or a Zoom call. I say everyone, but the good majority, whereas it used to be a, a finite amount of people that could do that. And usually inside a big corporate. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is very admirable and, I, and I'm hoping that it works. Um, yeah, thank you. And, and, and this is not just, you know, me alone, right? I think every one of us, you know, as I say, you know, in, in the IT leaders communities, each one of us, either we are a parent or a leader, we realize that, you know, there must be a, a better way of, of doing this. And I think what is clear is this, yeah, no single person or even organization, let's say we talk about the government, they can't do it on their own. Neither can that single person on the street to sort it on their own. But the point of joining the doors is that, but together, if we all do our bit, we can get there. And together, if we are able to just understand who is doing what, then we stand a better chance of solving the problem by not exactly duplicating the effort, but being a bit more focused on what we can do. So. If you don't mind, I'm going to share with you the findings from the, the six mm. weeks, yeah? Because from the most obvious place, which is to just help with donating equipment and money, right? Which is where everybody starts from. We found that there are at least five other areas that we need to pay attention to. So it's not painting a broader picture, right? So, you know, the one of the, the second action area is around technical support. So if you get the device in the hand of a child or of a teacher or of a, a support staff, if they are not equipped, with the right support, how can they use the device, right? So that's uh, area number two. And by the way, that is, is, is currently an area of weakness because we've not seen enough initiatives out there. The equipment donation is by far the most popular. You know, the BBC has got it, the, the Daily Mail has got it. You know, they raised 10.6 million in, in, in three weeks by celebrities. So, and, and we counted more than 70 of those initiatives. But tech support, it, it becomes very complicated. Right, because if you look at the 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 sort of uh, uh, myriad of devices out there, from laptops to desktops to tablets, and the different operating systems and the different manufacturers, right? Even us in, as IT leaders in organizations, we have a very simple policy: you don't reuse, you just replace, right? You only standardize on certain things. But look at how we're solving the problem. We're we're donating all these that we don't need, which is there for multiple types, and then we expect schools and children to handle them. How is, this, how is that not a problem? It, now you see the beginning of uh, a much bigger problem there, right? And that's second area. If you look at action area number three, is around uh, digital skills and online education, right? So the whole part of getting a device is that you, you need to be able to get an online education for children. It started with, you know, disadvantaged school children. And by the way, um, according to Ofcom, yeah, the, the gap is up to 1.8 million, right? Just so you know, right? And according sorry, to- Sorry, when you say 1.8 million, what do you mean? 1.8 million children that has yeah. got no access to, to devices sure. for school, right? 
And if you look at what the Department of Education, the government is doing, they're providing 1.3 million, right? So if you don't see those two numbers, you would think that, wow, it's a big number, it's solved. But if you use those two as, as the way to analyze the gap, we're talking about at least between four to 500,000 that's missing, right? Then if you look at some of the big initiatives out there, like the Daily Mail Program uh, initiative where they raised 10.6 million in three weeks, do you know how many equipment does that money get you? I've calculated based on the, uh, the Department of Education's uh, calculation. Maybe it will get you between 30 to 50,000 devices. So if you put everything into context, it's solving what? 10% at best of the problem, right? And on top of that, you currently have close to a million children that is using a mobile device for school. And I mean their mobile phone, mm. right? So if you add all these things up, it's a very complicated, complex situation. Right. So anyway, that's the third area about digital skills, just being able to give them the right skills to be able to use Zoom and all those things. Yeah. And then yeah. fourth is around um, tech career opportunities. So this is including apprenticeship, uh, mentoring, work placements, career talks. And by far, it, this is one area where many IT leaders and professionals have told me it's, it's, it's one area that they can help. They would like to help. They would like to be able to offer one day uh, a week or a few days a month or how many hours a year. But how do we harness all that that goodwill in a way that can give it to the people that needs them, right? Many people are doing apprenticeship program. Many people are doing mentoring program. Many people are doing the, the soft career talks. Verizon is one of them. You know, they, they, they have a really flexible uh, CSR program and, and we're working with them right now. They, they have actually done career talks for one particular community in, 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 in the UK, in London, right? And then the question is this, if they have done it already, why can't we then scale it up and expose it to everybody else who needs it, right? So you can see that on both sides, both the individual as well as the corporate initiatives, there's lots of things out there that we don't really know enough about. How do we find a way to bring them together and make people aware? This is why we call it joining the dots, right? So to finish off, uh, action area number five is communications, right? Communications, as you know, is about socializing and mobilizing. So part one is we want to socialize what we know today so that we don't start from scratch, such as let's just donate equipment, right? We want to start from the position, now that we know there are six areas, what can we do to help in one or many of those six areas, right? Right, and then the second part is mobilize. How do we get people who are interested to help, to help in the most uh, uh, effective way? Because if we are not careful, guess what? we will all end up doing the same thing again, which is let's just start another campaign to build a website to, to, to have some donation thing. And this, I see that happening. So we already have more than 70. Should we continue to add on to it? Or should we just say, let's leave it to those who are doing it very well and focus our attention somewhere else? Yeah, because that's where I got involved. Where I mean, this this, this started for me was there was some there was some level of sorting out or harmonising all these initiatives into one umbrella program, yeah. maybe or portfolio of pro projects. Because you know, as as a person who's got some time available, not necessarily some rules, uh, some resources available, happily to get involved in mentoring or happy to help with some sort of design. You know, use my skills or whatever. But it, it was always difficult to pick the one to to join. Or, yeah. or get involved. Um, and if you are so, part of a community that you and I are, 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 are part of, it's very hard for that community to commit to one, right? Because how do they know that's the right thing? Because nobody has done enough to say this is the right thing, which is why, you know, I, I didn't start thinking that this is where we get to, but because of the fact that when I talk to, you know, people like yourself and others, we realize that actually 
if we find a way to join them up better, maybe we can be more effective. And this is how it's happening. So for example, with Action Area 1, equipment provisioning, uh, uh, this week itself, we will be sort of signposting. So one of the outputs we want to do is to just signpost first to our own communities about how we as individual IT leaders, or as the community that we're part of, or as the organization we work for, what can we do now based on this information to do something about it, right? So this week, we would like to get out the message that actually by working with the Princess Trust, uh, the, the business in the community, they have a national program called National Business Response Network, which is about mobilizing businesses to help locally, how to, you know, because that's how you can scale, right? So they already have a tech appeal platform. Why do we need to build another one, right? So this is where we're basically socializing the message saying, if you're an IT leader and today you're thinking of doing something and you have not started, guess what? This might be a good place for you to start because we are all joining forces to create a rolling program of collecting donations that we can then mobilize and use it to the various specific uh, initiatives about there. So as I mentioned, one of the charities uh, called SEED, which is Society for Entrepreneurial Education and Development, they actually have a program for three schools in the Northeast, right? And the idea here is that being IT leaders, we want to have a more uh, end-to-end -end solution. Let it be a POC that we test on, not just about providing the equipment, but providing support, providing skills. So it's joining up with STEM learning too, to give them a bit of skills. Also with cyber safety, cyber uh, security. Mm. So make it more holistic. And if we can get it to work for three school, then we scale up to the that cluster, which is the Northeast cluster. And then maybe that becomes a model that we can scale up to other parts of, of the UK. Yeah, because I think that that's, I mean, when I was going to ask you about how do you measure success, you mentioned those numbers, the 1.8 million, the 1.3 million, but but I guess there's a level of coverage as well. You know, does this does this work in England? Does it work in Scotland, yeah. Ireland, et cetera? So, so, so on, on that front, uh, you know, when I started this and I spent six weeks, I only probably cover a micro part of <laughs> the landscape, right? And it's not possible for me to keep going. I have a day job. But what is really good is that because of, again, connecting you, you know, with other organizations, so there's now the emergence of a new organization called Digital Poverty Alliance. Um, and, and this is being um, uh, put together as a national approach to bringing all the uh, initiatives together, which I think is amazing because what is really lacking right now is somebody pulling it all together and, and, and doing the signposting at the a, at a sort of national level than what we are doing right now, which is very, very sort of narrow and, and tiny, right? And of course, you know, uh, you you may ask, what is this? Is this yet another organization is trying to bring it all under, you know, one umbrella, you know, and, and this is what you'll find, right? It's either people say there's nothing out there or people will say that how come, you know, yet another one is trying to do something. But of course, you've got to look at the facts, right? What is good about this is that this is being driven by the, the IET, right? Institution for um, uh, uh, Engineering and Technology. Uh, and together with also, I believe the BCS, with the Learning Foundation, which is already driving the uh, Digital Access for All uh, program, which is to provide a device to all child by 2030, right? That is something where we are joining the dots with them, right? So that together, we are beginning to join both small things and big things. And, and that is the big thing that's also joining up with government, with the grassroots, with corporates. This is how we're trying to bring it all together. To get, and the keyword here is together, right? Nobody's doing it on their own. Yeah, yeah, I think you're very, it's very important. Uh, it, it's about, uh, well, it's, it's proper tribal work, really. It's looking after all the, the people in the village. Yeah. Um, 
so, so with the people that are involved, I mean, what, what if someone wanted to get in contact with you now, how would they get involved? I don't know, kind of jumping a bit to the end, but also, you know, let's, let's answer that question now in case someone wants to know. Yeah, very simple. So I'm, I'm interested in answering two questions. Yeah, If you're already doing something, please get in touch and, and share what you know, because part of what I'm doing is to just share out what, what I've, I've, I've covered so far. And again, as I saw mentioned about the DPA, so they're working with another organization called PTI, and currently they have undertaken a, 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 a sort of a, a program of work to create a national landscape of digital poverty in the UK. So, so that would help us to understand the landscape, that will help us to understand the gaps, and that will also help us to see how we can direct effort towards addressing different needs in different places. Today, we don't really have that. So I really welcome that initiative, and I'm glad that the work that we've been together as part of the nine communities can tr contribute towards that effort, right? So get in touch with me to tell me what, what you're doing, or also get in touch with me if you're interested to, to help in one of those six areas. And, and again, to, to that effect, uh, you know, again, one of the communities uh, is building a, a volunteer app that will help us to, to sort of register interest like yourself, Ryan, if you say you can offer a few hours a week or a month, how can we capture that on one hand? And also on the other hand, people who says, they, 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 they can either offer help or once help in those six areas that will help us to create the beginning of something that allows us to bring the two halves together. No, I think that's great. I think that's, I think that's what everyone needs nowadays, not that the apps are the only solution, but, but the easiest way to, to get in touch uh, and find out works out there, almost like a task rabbit yeah. um, type solution. Uh, out of interest, you mentioned this is UK centric, but I mean, are there other organizations globally that, you, that, that are doing this or, or, communities that are worth learning from potentially or sharing these learnings with I'm thinking US or or Europe yeah so very interesting is that uh, because of my my myself a network uh, I do have friends and ex-colleagues in the US and in Europe and they've got in touch and uh, there are definitely similar initiatives in the US and even in Europe we've also got a few sort of collaborators here you can see joining the dots although currently is, is about the UK. Remember, the part of the reason is because we've got to break the problem into something that you can solve, right? So we are all in the UK. Why are we not solving our own problem? UK is the world's fifth largest economy. The fact that we have digital poverty, you know, kids with no equipment, we're one year, more than one year into COVID. And yet, now we know that there's still a lot of children with no, no, no device. As IT leaders, how can we not solve that problem? And by the way, I, I do believe it's, it's a solvable problem, right? Yeah, if you break it up, those numbers are not horrendous. Do, do you think this is going to get to the point that you're going to change the education system? Sorry, what do you mean by changing the education system? So, so the current education systems are, are based on, you know, the 1800s. Um, you know, basically setting you up to, to work in a factory. Um, but, but being digital to an extent means you can be, you know, any place, any time, any device. So more outcomes based as opposed to time served. Uh, to an extent. And I'm just wondering if, if you were to, I mean, I think schools are important purely from a social aspect. I think it's good, you know, kids need to learn uh, social skills by interacting with each other. But if you were to reduce schools in size and reduce their costs, you could increase the, the equipment that you could provide because this, the funding that goes to maintaining a school would actually go to funding the tools the kids need to, to be educated. I'm just wondering if, you know, it's kind of a top of my head thought. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that, again, this is a huge topic in terms of, you know, whether how education can be and should be different. But I think what is clear, right, is that in this digital world, this is why this, this is all about digital inclusion, right? Who Nobody should be excluded. So although we started with 
with school children and disadvantaged school children. But if you, if you look at the other spectrum, what about the pensioners? What about the ones yeah. that, that are adults who've got no skills? And right now, because everything is digitalized, unless you're able to have digital means, that means that those people are excluded. How So mm. we've now end up with another situation whereby people are, are being excluded without them knowing, you know, because they were not brought along this journey. And this is why, uh, if I may take this opportunity to for example of how Johnny the Dots is making sure that people are aware of some of the information out there so that you don't duplicate or replicate, but you can help to make it happen sooner. So for example, you know, one of the, 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 the issues with uh, equipment provisioning is that even when you get the, the, the device to the, the child or to the intended recipient, the next problem is that do they have the, the means to have a data plan? Do they have the means to have connectivity? That is yet another problem. So how do we solve that in a more holistic way, right? Right, because suddenly you're opening a can of worms from trying to solve one problem, which is let me just donate a few pounds, buy a device to, oh, now I got to solve connectivity, I got to solve training, I got to solve skills. Where does it start and where does it end? It's very complex. So this is why we, we got to break it down. And, and why I brought this up is because the Good Things Foundation, together with Nominate, they have just in last two weeks make a big announcement that they will help to solve data poverty, right? So they have a data poverty initiative whereby they want to find a way where people who need data will have data through a number of different means, either from donation or from gifting or like all oh, you and I, if we have unused data each month, they can be rolled into a, a bank, a data bank that can be redistributed. So these are all great ideas. And that is an example whereby they have a target to address uh, 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 ending data poverty by 2024, right? Well, I welcome that. That sounds yeah, that's great. that's a great idea. That's a yeah. great idea, and this is why I want people to know, if you're aware to, of this and you want to solve a problem, don't solve that problem, solve other problem. But if you think you can help them, and uh, this is an appeal to all the big uh, uh, telecoms companies, uh, if you want to help with this, work with the Good Things Foundation and Nominate and help them solve that problem faster than 2024. Yeah, it's not far away. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly, it's too far away, right? But I think if we are smart about it, we can make it sooner. Mm. No, you're right. You're right. And that's why, Ryan, thank you for, for this opportunity, because this is our way of getting the message out to at least the UK IT leaders communities as a starting place. And if it gets to other communities, that's great. Right. But we would like to make sure that sure. all these things, whatever problems that we're solving here, is not unique to any individual sort of population or individual. Right. Because that is the great thing about technology. Right. It can be solved. It can be solved for a lot of people if we know how to do that properly. So you've been doing this now for a couple of months. I mean, what are the success stories you can talk about, if there are any? One one comes to mind, but well, I mean, so so, so many. Just for example, knowing the, the the being able to share that information with you about Digital Poverty Alliance, about the Data Poverty Program, about the nine communities coming together, about this uh, sort of. Uh, uh, equipment provisioning that we can get all the IT leaders to start doing something about. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many, which is why I, I'm so grateful for the communities that I'm part of. You know, I, I've been blown away by by what our communities are, are doing because, as I said many times, this is not about what I'm doing. It's about what we are trying to do, and and what I I'm doing here is my tiny bit, little bit. I have a background in research. I'm a qualified researcher, so that that gives me uh, some of the tools and also the the, the courage and, and also the, the, the approach of talking to people to get that information, right? And that's only yeah. part one. But the part two has to be about how do we then mobilize all these leaders out there who say they want to do something? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we all, we always all willing. We just need an easy way to do it. Yeah. Just like paying taxes. Yeah. If you make it easier then people will do it. Otherwise it's not something you can avoid, but you still got to do it. Right. Yeah. Now you, you, you mentioned an app. Is that, is that coming this year? Do you think, or is that uh, still down the road? Yes. So, so, um, you know, again, one of the, the, the sort of, um, community members, this is the, the seed charity. They are working on a, an app right now. So I'm hoping that it might be available in, in the next four weeks or so, because then that okay. would be great. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. The pace speed is key here, right? We need to make sure that whatever we do, will start to become further reaching than what it is today and also faster than what is happening today, right? Because as I say, we have now one year into COVID, there's still children that is pretty much been deprived of education, right? And and if you have seen the deck that I've, I've shared before, right? You'll find that, you know, the impact on not the individual, it is also the impact on society. You know, there was one research that shows that it will impact society by 65 years. I mean, those are horrendous numbers. Well, that is one of the biggest worries about COVID is, is the education impact on the kids, um, not not attending school. Uh, but as you said, you know, it's these little things, not being, not being able to use a device means when they start the workforce, we're looking for jobs, they're really so far behind. That's why it's great to start with the kids. But as you also said, it's 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 all levels, all ages that have been ex- excluded and bringing them in. Um, I mean, I met a guy yesterday, he wasn't more than 40. Um, he, he says he's never used a smartphone. He only uses one of those old Nokia phones and he's, he's nervous to try the new phones. I mean, we, we probably all laugh at him because we use those sort of phones every day, but he needed someone to sit with him. He's, you know, it's obviously it's a confidence problem yeah. um, and a capability problem, but also, you know, someone has to take the time to mentor him and coach him to be okay with exploring these new things. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. so that's, that's the key, right? So now how do we find a way to join the two halves? Because on one hand now, we know that there are many IT leaders and professionals who are willing to offer help like this because we are more than capable of doing that and we want to. And on yeah. the other hand, how do we reach out to those individuals out there today that needs help? What, what is that mechanism for doing that? Right, that is something that we have to work it out somehow, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is the question. Um, I think there's there's probably many answers to the question, which is which is key to what you're doing. Um, so you're putting out a post on LinkedIn every so often. Is that is that something good for people to follow as well? Yes. So so um, th- thank you. Um, so we we need to find a way to play out um, the, the the information gathering, right? And, and one of the ways is by creating a page on LinkedIn. It's called LinkedIn.com/slash/company/slash digital inclusion. So hopefully it's quite easy to get to. And if you get there and you just, you know, follow us, then that is how you will get, you know, the, the weekly posting. That is our plan. We want to post at least weekly to share information of what we know today. Right. And very soon we would like to to encourage all the uh, communities to, to be part of the Digital Poverty Alliance because then we are doing it under one sort of uh, big umbrella that allows us to share more information and work better together. Yeah. Great. Great. Anything else you want to, to share with us? I mean, you shared quite a lot with us at the moment, so I'm I'm feeling like it's, it's all it's all up there. <laughs> so one one thing, if I may may say yeah. uh, right now, is this: yeah, if you are doing something already, please don't think that because somebody else is already doing it that you stop. Just keep doing. So and 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 well done, and and thank you because there's still so much to be done. So please do so. So, and so if you're not doing something already, then please get in touch because then we can at least register your interest, share with you the information that we have, and hopefully that will help you to decide better for yourself about what you might want to do next. 
Well, maybe a suggestion for those that are doing something and you're not aware of it, maybe they need to send that to you as a good story because um, it's, it's a best practice to an extent that that might be worth sharing uh, or it is worth sharing. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Yeah. Anything that we can do to and remember, yeah, this is not just down to me. So I would like to make sure that, you know, you know, as IT leaders, please, please contribute in any ways you can uh, get in touch. You know, every every little thing actually matters. Yeah, no, totally agreed. Yeah. Totally agreed. Super. So they can get you on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. We'll put that. In, we'll put those links into into the show notes. Um, there's the company page for Join the Dots. Um, is there an email address or a Twitter account or something like that to to follow? Or yeah, so so people can get in touch with me. You know, my my work email address is and, and thanks to my 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 organization for supporting me to write Times Higher Education. So my email address is Freddie at TimesHigherEducation.com. Brilliant. Super. Great stuff. Well, I think uh, I think we ended there. That's fantastic. And let's uh, let's hope that in a, in a year's time, maybe we do a recap and see how those numbers have changed. Yes, uh, that would be great if we can show that there's been progress made in this area, right? Super. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.